I know who I am. I know who I am. Again, this week we're unpacking a few of the word pictures in the New Testament that help us identify who we are in Christ. I really believe that before we become, we can become who Christ intends for us to be, that we have to believe that we are who he has declared that we are. In order for us to become who he wants us to become, we've got to be able to embrace who he has declared that we are. We can become everything that God has called us to be. And that's the power of the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And so when we release the word in moments just like these, something happens. It isn't just uh, using up energy on the amplifier and burning up batteries on the cordless mic. That's not what happens. It's about something that's released into our hearing. And when we hear it, something perks up in our spirit and we're able to become what God has called us to be. This will be a reminder for some folks, but it may be brand new for others. So why don't we just take a look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 19. Paul speaking about being an ambassador for Christ a few times in Scripture. And I would like to take a look at these three particular Scriptures, and then we'll take a few moments and talk about it. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 19. And for me, Paul speaking, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds that wherein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. There's something about the power of our declaration. Paul was saying that pray that I would be able to open my mouth and speak boldly. Pray that I would be able to speak with confidence as I ought to speak pray that uh, I'll understand and make known the mystery of the gospel because something happens when we begin to preach the power of the gospel. Something happens in our hearing. Something happens in the hearts of the hearers. There's power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Anybody quote it with me tonight? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation. That's what we know. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 19. That was Ephesians 6, 19. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. If you'll just walk down to verse 21 with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Someone say, I've got a ministry. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So we have this job description that he gives us to bring reconciliation to those that are outside of the fold, bring them into the fold, those that are outside of the household of faith, to bring them into the household of faith. But he says one of the ways that we're going to do that is we're going to have to go into unfamiliar territory. We're going to have to go into turf that, that, that's not ours. But when we go, he uses a particular word. He said, he said, when we go into that unfamiliar territory or when we go into that turf that's not ours, when we go into that country that we weren't intended because when we were purchased by the blood, we became a part of the family. But when we're enlisted and we're challenged and we're committed to go to reconcile the world unto Christ, it says that we become an ambassador. He said, now then, 
We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. But that happens when people see that picture about who they are. It begins to see the, the work of the kingdom begins to occur when we realize this is our responsibility. This, reconc this job of reconciliation, this job of taking this powerful gospel to the world is my responsibility. It's our responsibility. And when we see that as our responsibility and we become what he's calling us to be, ambassadors of Christ, we march out into unfamiliar territory with a purpose and a plan and a divine design attached to our life because God has commissioned us to be ambassadors tonight. Let's pray one more time together. Father, let your word settle into our spirit. God, I ask that you'd allow us to speak with clarity. Don't let us say more than we need to say, but let us say what we have to say, we ask. In your name we pray. Someone say, in Jesus' name, you may be seated. It was in that fall of 1989 when, <clears throat> when we were bright-eyed and bushy-tailed that we showed up at what is the NCC main building now, but then it was UPBI headquarters, United Pentecostal Bible Institute, not foreign to any people that have been around here for a little while, but I showed up there in 1989, and my dear, precious, beautiful wife showed up there at the same year. Uh, we had met that summer. Now, that, I'm, I'm starting to get off track. I'm going to stay in the notes here. Um, but we landed there, and, and it was, uh, you know, every class at NCC, every class formerly UPBI, picks a name for identification over their three years. It's kind of like a, a scriptural mission statement that they have, and it's a class name. And, and I remember that year we sat down with our class, and we chose this text that we read as our theme scripture. And for the next three years in, in that college, we were, uh, we were known, and until the end of time in the yearbook, I might add, we were identified as the ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors of Christ. We, you know, ambassadors are, are these individuals that are called to accomplish a purpose on behalf of the kingdom that they represent. Um, we're all called to be missionaries. I'm grateful for the mission service that we had last week. And I'm so thankful for your giving. It's just remarkable that the amount that's come in over this past week, just over one week time, and, and we have been able to uh, just sponsor them in such a marvelous way because of your faithfulness. So thank you for that. But we are all called to be missionaries because we are all sent. Someone say, I'm sent. But not only that, we are called to be an ambassador. And it isn't just that we're sent, because if we're sent, that's one thing. But we are sent with a message. That's what an ambassador is. They, they have someone that has a message to bring. It's someone that comes from somewhere else into our territory, into our world, and begins to declare there is an option, there is another way. And we are those ambassadors for Christ to bring this word into our world. I remember the class at Elaine Way. She was now, she's now Elaine Howell. She was the dean of women, or uh, we call the, the dorm mom. Um, for all the 
lady student, she came into our class and she began to discuss exactly what our name meant. I mean, up until then, I think we were just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, the ambassadors of Christ, that's a cool sounding name. That's a, that's a great sounding scripture. We're trying to identify ourselves and, and probably we never even, none of us knew what an ambassador was. Just a great scripture. You know, we in our mind, I'm sure somewhere in our mind's eye, we had uh, this image of someone with a sharp suit on and they had a, a you know, a chauffeur that drove them around and a, a limo that kind of took them from place. I don't know what we had in our mind, but it sure wasn't everything that she came in and she began to, to describe to us what exact, exactly an ambassador was, how, how, how they had authority in their country for those delegates that they represented and people from their nation in that country that they were commissioned to could seek asylum or they could seek uh, help at the embassy that represented them. Uh, if, if you were to look at a map of Canada today and you looked at all of the countries that, that we had that had a Canadian embassy, the entire world is pretty much full of, of in, uh, countries that, that have Canadian embassies. There's only a few different little small countries scattered throughout our entire world that doesn't have a Canadian embassy. We are well represented all around the world. And, and I'd like to add that I'm grateful to be part of a fellowship that represents the truth of the gospel to our world. If you were to look at all the countries that the United Pentecostal Church International has the privilege to be a part of and, and have representation in, it's a remarkable accomplishment. It's a remarkable feat to see those maps with those individuals all around the world. And, and thank you to those of you that pray over that map. You, you pray over our missionaries and you pray about those countries that God has commissioned us to go into because we are ambassadors for Christ in those nations. We are. Someone say, that's us. An ambassador is one who represents their home country while living and working in a foreign country. And so as she began to unpack all of those, uh, of those uh, duties and descriptions to us, we, we began to get a better picture of who we were as Christ was calling us to be. We began to get a better picture. And I'd like to just kind of relay that to all of us tonight because, because God has a plan for us in our world. It's foreign turf out there. It's a different world. The world is changing so rapidly. It's, it's not even the same place that many of us grew up in. But, but can I remind everybody tonight that God has commissioned us to be ambassadors in that world. We can turn up our nose. We can get disgusted. We can get discouraged. We can get upset. We can get mad. But God has called us into that world. God has commissioned us to go into that world with a message from that world. This world needs what you've got because God's got you here in this day and in this age with this message for those people. We are ambassadors for Christ. Someone, perhaps it was wit or wisdom, I don't know, you decide, said that an ambassador is a politician who did not get elected to office in our country but was given an office on condition that they leave our country. No names mentioned. Every believer is an ambassador for Christ and it's called to represent Christ in a way that both appeals and impacts our world. God wants you, God wants to use you to help people, believers and unbelievers alike, be impacted by that powerful gospel that we spoke about just a few minutes ago. The lifestyle 
of an ambassador is not simply for a few full-time ministers. I, I think we've said that enough over the last few years that we all know that's not what we're talking about. It's for everybody. God's kingdom work involves every member of the body of Christ, whether you're a child, a parent, a spouse, a, a neighbor, a relative, an employer, an employee, a, a teacher, a, a student, a friend. All of your relationships have got to reflect your ambassador calling. Here's a sentence for you. If you're taking notes, jot this down. God sends unfinished people to help unfound people with the message of his grace so he can reclaim every heart for his glory. God sends unfinished people like you and I because here's the challenge sometimes. We say, well, we're waiting until we get everything in order. We're waiting until we get everything all in line. and We're waiting until we all have a little bit of perfectionist nature when we want to go out into the kingdom of God. But can I remind you that God called you just like you are and God commissioned you just like you are. And we're going to grow along the way and we're, we're going to get better as we go along. But God needs someone just, it, it, by the way, it's not your power that does the work. It's the power of the gospel. And if we're ambassadors and we take this gospel, the gospel has enough power to make up for whatever we lack. God sends unfinished people to help unfound people with the message of his grace so he can reclaim every heart for his glory. He's not willing that any should perish. Would someone just say any? We need to remind ourselves sometime. Everybody is on the list for God to reach. Everyone is on the list for God to save. Everyone. But he needs us to take that message. An ambassador, let, let's just talk about a few things about an ambassador. They're not free to, to do or say whatever they want. They are charged with the responsibility of accurately representing their country. Paul says that as ambassadors, God is making his appeal through us. And, and this passage that God gave to us is, is so clear that God intends for us to reach into our world on purpose, with a purpose for people. And it's not just, uh, we, can, we can get uh, uptight sometimes about this message that we have, but that message has to be preached in love. Paul spoke to Corinth and he said, for the love of Christ, someone say love constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And he that died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Jesus died for the lost out of love for the lost. That's what he did. He, he didn't say, well, that person's got it together. I know this is, this is just reminder tonight for some of us. It's just kind of going back through. So it's a refresher course for us tonight. But, but God's love reached us when we were unlovable. Can we just remind ourselves for a, a moment tonight? Nobody should have loved us the way that we were. But that was the way he saw us, and that was the way he reached for us. That kind of love, that love that reached, that love that picked us up out of miry clay, that love that just kind of turned us around, that love that said, I know the way that you look right now, but I'm seeing the way that you're going to look when it's all over. I know that's the love of God. That's that love that reached for us. 
He said ambassadors. And let's just talk about a few things about ambassadors. We won't be a long time tonight. I know that some folks, they're, they're home. They're, <clears throat> it's a beautiful night and maybe it's warm inside. I hope the air conditioner's working or I hope you got an air conditioner. See that? My, my, see, my brain just goes. You have to pray for me. Because I'm thinking of the conversation I had with Kathy earlier this afternoon. She said, oh, it's so hot in here. I said, well, turn the air on. She said, it's on. I said, why is it hot in there? She said, well, I was cooking something in the oven. I'm thinking, well, that would. She said, and it spilled over. In the... See, that's how my brain works. Just like, ding, 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 ding. And we're off track. She said, well, something spilled over, so I had to open all the windows because the smoke was rolling out of the oven. Now, it was something that spilled over. It wasn't her lack of... Back on track. It's warm. Wherever you are at home right now, it's warm. Come back. Yeah, it's warm in here, too. (laughs) Pastor Matt was searching out the problem and Kathy said yeah Pastor Matt found the problem he said a breaker was on sideways I said what she's so not mechanical actually no she said a fuse well she said let's throw Kathy under the under the illustration bus tonight thanks for laughing Pam back on track it's warm in here it's warm there let's focus not going to be a long time tonight if we stay on track. Ambassadors. Someone say ambassadors. Never voted in. They're not, it's not about public opinion. It, it's not about, you're, you're not an ambassador because 10 people said, oh, you, you're, I think you'd be a good ambassador. We're going to make you ambassador. No, because we're all ambassadors. God said, I am sending you. You are an ambassador. Paul said, now, come on, let's be ambassadors for Christ's sake. Come on. That's who God has called us to be. It's not about public opinion. It's a providential appointment. It's a divine assignment. You are an ambassador. You are an ambassador tonight. Ambassadors, we're not voted in. We are We are commissioned, and then we commit ourselves to that purpose of being an ambassador because we represent him. We never represent ourselves. We, we don't represent ourselves when we're uh, an ambassador. Ambassadors don't represent who they are. They don't represent their family. They know that when they go into that foreign nation, they know that when they're in that embassy or when they're on assignment in that country, that they represent the nation that they are from. Can we just remind ourselves we represent him? We're a, we're a mirror of him. Uh, follow Christ. Uh, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. We have a responsibility to represent another country. Someone say an ambassador. An ambassador is committed to the interest of the company that they represent. That's who you are. It isn't about our interest. It's about committed, committing to the interest of the country that we're representing. They embody the state or the nation that they are from. When they walk around, when they, when they speak, when they act on behalf of that other nation, they embody that state or nation. They only speak the government's position. They aren't off uh, 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 with the press release saying, well, I know that this is what Canada thinks. However, I think, uh-uh, you're not going to hear an ambassador 
at least not one that's going to stay very long in position. You're not going to hear them speaking about their personal feelings or their personal agenda. Why? Because they know that the kingdom's agenda has a greater importance. That the kingdom's agenda is the very reason why they are where they are. The kingdom purpose is why they are on assignment. The kingdom purpose. Is anybody getting a, a little picture tonight? The kingdom purpose is why God reached us and saved us in this day. The kingdom purpose. We've got to represent the kingdom. They only speak the government's position, not their own opinion. I'm so glad that we don't have to come up with something good to say every week. The word says it for us. The word is right there. And if we'll preach the word, then we can have the confidence that the word will work. The word is what does the work. It's the word. And, and Paul, uh, he spoke to the church in Galatia. He said, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Why? Because it isn't about our preaching. It's about the message that we've been sent to bring. Don't speak any other message. Don't preach any other message. It's not about personal opinion. It's about preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because the gospel is going to reach the world. The gospel is still powerful. The gospel is still salvation. The gospel can turn a life around. That's why we are committed to be Preachers of the gospel. He said, as a matter of fact, he didn't stop once in verse 8. He said it again, so I'll say it twice. He said, as we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than, than what you have received, he said, let him be a curse. We, we can't be inserting our own opinion and our own agenda. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Instant, in season, out of season. Preach the gospel. Let the word work on, on your behalf. The other thing about ambassadors is that they're totally taken care of by the, by the government that they represent. Their house, their vehicle, their expenses, all taking care of the one that they're there to represent. Someone, you're, you're about to get blessed. Oh. God's not going to be a debtor. And God's not going to see us go without If a government, if an earthly government will take care of their ambassadors, do you believe that God will take care of you? He's working on your behalf. It was uh, Jesus that said, quite authoritative, the authority. Mark 10, verse 29, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left, that hath left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children. Or lands, he, he's, he's got a pretty exhaustive expository list there for us. Or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Someone say now. Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. That God is going to take care of us if we stay on mission I'm not preaching prosperity doctrine, but I am talking about what God has called us to be. The ambassadors are completely taken care of by their state, and, and, and sometimes we need to bring our own mentality into kingdom alignment. It was Abraham, the father of the faithful. That's who he was, but Scripture tells us that when he met Melchizedek, he paid tithes 
to him. And Hebrews 7 sums it up. He says, and verily, they that are of the sons of Levi who receive the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithe of the people according to the law. That is, of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. But he whose descent is not counted from them, Melchizedek, received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. So what is the picture that God is showing us in Hebrews? He's saying, you know, I'm not going to get on giving tonight because we have a wonderful giving church. But let me just remind us tonight that that giving, that tithing brings us into kingdom alignment. Because tithing is saying, uh, I trust God. I know where this comes from. Can a man rob God? No. Can't do it. Can a man rob? No. You know what happens? God, God doesn't need your funding. But if you are willing to align yourself with kingdom purpose and kingdom plan, then watch what happens. The lesser, the, it didn't, that's not where the story ends. It said, Abraham and blessed him that had the promises. It said, when he received tithes of Abraham, that when he received those tithes, Melchizedek laid a blessing out on Abraham. Tithing isn't about what you lose. It's about what you receive. Tithing, that alignment with the kingdom, it opens a channel for God's kingdom to begin to flow into your life. It opens an, a conduit for God to begin to bring blessing into your life. That, that's what we're talking about when we realize that this kingdom that we live in is just not our home, but our home is connected to a greater kingdom. And, and that's just a simple thing because the Bible tells us that where the treasure is, that's where our heart is also. So be very careful that your heart is in alignment with the kingdom and when we are and when we do align with the kingdom it's not about what we lose it's about the blessing that comes if we do the scripture carried on he said and and without all contradiction the less is blessed of the better the less is blessed of the better i'm so and, and I, I i'm talking about this a little bit tonight because Twice in the last week, I've received calls and conversations about people that, that said, you know, last week in that mission service, that, that, that we, didn't, we, didn't, we just made a sacrificial gift. We just sacrificed. But I'm calling to tell you today that God blessed us. That God met us. There was a need and, and there was this uh, circumstance that they weren't certain about. It, but God showed up in a very real way and God turned out blessing in their life. I'm not preaching prosperity, but I'm just reminding us this world is not our home. If we connect to the kingdom purpose, then the kingdom blessing comes our way. That's why we dedicate our things to God. I love that some of our newcomers are helping us in this area. We didn't ever have our home dedicated, but some of our young couples now have asked us to, to come and pray a blessing on their home, a, a dedication on their home. That, that was the, the opportunity that we've had to do that. God has showed up in a very real way. You know what's happening? They're saying, I understand that this is a kingdom blessing. Now, maybe you worked your fingers to the bone, but thank God you had an opportunity to work. Maybe you, you made some sacrifices, but thank God that God showed up and, and God made a way in the middle of no way. I'm talking about the kingdom blessing. And God, when we open that conduit, God flows into our life. Coming back to the music tonight. That's why we dedicate our home. I, I've prayed prayers over vehicles in the parking lot. All right, here we go. This is something new. Yes. Dishwashers, is that what you said? 
<laughs> Blessed Jesus. Yeah. We had a dishwasher before we even had a house. Because I just really don't. <clears throat> I, I, get, I got in trouble for saying it before. I may as well say it again. I just really don't like doing dishes. Kathy doesn't like changing the tires on the car either. So don't come at me, bro. Blessing. Why? What are we saying? This is just on loan from the kingdom. I'm an ambassador for Christ's sake. A simple question, which kingdom do we want to be a part of? Which kingdom do we want to align ourselves with? Oh, that is becoming so, so clear. Which kingdom? A kingdom of blessing. A kingdom where the king of kings sits on the throne. A kingdom where his authority reigns. A kingdom where healing comes. A kingdom where blessing is given. A kingdom. And we want all those things. We want, <clears throat> we want to represent all of those things well. That, that we want to be a part of that kingdom. A kingdom where 90% always goes further than 100%. That, that's kingdom talk. That's, that's kingdom work. But sometimes we have to be careful because we think that we're going to be walking around in a fancy suit, only driven around by the chauffeur we talked about just a minute ago, attending luncheons with secret service agents protecting us. Sometimes God allows his ambassadors to walk difficult roads so we can advance the kingdom of God and not our kingdom. Ephesians 6 verse 19 Back to that scripture we started with. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul said this earthly kingdom is always going to war with the heavenly, but don't allow your circumstances to dictate and determine your kingdom accomplishments because if we looked on the surface we'd say Paul you're in prison Paul you're in bonds Paul Paul you're limited you're restricted Paul you're in jail Paul but Paul had another perspective why because he was focused on the work of the kingdom he said wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer even unto bonds but then he said but the word of God is not bound that's what God allows us I'm convinced sometimes and we walk through some of those difficult seasons and very difficult roads with some of you but we have to remind ourselves God's allowing it we may be in this difficult position we may in, be in this very trying season but the word of God is not bound so don't speak your mind don't speak don't speak that doubt don't speak that fear don't don't speak that defeat because the word of God's not bound declare the kingdom word and watch what happens why don't we stand together ambassadors God is challenging us tonight. He's reminding us 
Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech us, you by us, we pray you in Christ to be reconciled to God. There's a job to do, ambassadors. Represent the kingdom well. Father, I'm so thankful for your word tonight. God, I'm grateful for the way that you work. And Father, over and over again, just when we feel like things have finally spun out of control, if we just hang on, God, we get to watch from the vantage point of time how you are working on our behalf all along. So God, tonight I ask that you would let your word do that work. Do that work of reminding someone who they are. God, we live different when we recognize our responsibility as an ambassador. God, we live and we represent, God, not the kingdom of the world, but we represent your kingdom. I pray, God, that this little snapshot that you release through your word would become part of our identity. God, part of the understanding that makes us who you've called us to be. I thank you for every person that's taken time tonight to sit in this room to declare your greatness, to worship you together, to hear, God, your word, but not just that, to heed it, that we'd walk out of this room with a greater purpose, God, that tomorrow, Thursday, God, that we would begin kingdom accomplishments, God, that we would recognize our responsibility to represent you to this world, we pray. In Jesus' name, we ask. Would someone say, in Jesus' name?